greatest gift God has given this world is the precious gift of grace. Please understand that grace is not a teaching. Grace is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Open your spirit and prepare to receive, through Bishop Herb Andrew, God's Word of Grace, which is building you up from the inside out, while positioning you to enjoy the inheritance Jesus paid for with His blood. This is your moment of grace. Hi, I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this is your moment of grace. All this month, we've been looking at and addressing the question that was asked by Jesus as he hung out with his disciples when he asked them, who do men say that I am? And you remember there were several answers that went forth. Some say that you're John the Baptist. Others say that you're Elijah. But then some say that you're just another prophet. But then the question went forth that I believe is the significant question that we must focus in on today. And that is, who do you say I am? You see, family, in this season, it is so important that we're not attempting to live our lives based upon a revelation that our parents have of Jesus. We cannot even live our life based upon a revelation that our spouse or our pastor or our prayer partner have of Jesus. What is important in this season is who do you say he is? Remember, in this season, the way that you see him, the way that you hear his words, the revelation that you have of who Jesus is, it's never going to affect his acceptance of you. It's never going to affect the way that God actually looks at you. He loves you. And there is nothing that you can do on the face of this earth to change or to alter that love. But what we must understand is that the way that we see Jesus, the revelation we have of him, the way that we hear his words, though it will not affect God's acceptance of us, it will affect the way that we as believers accept the blessings that God has already provided through Jesus Christ. In other words, the way that we see him, the way that we hear him, it literally affects our ability to receive of God's finished work. Now, you know, we've been talking about who do you say he is? And when we family, when we understand that Jesus is our head, when we understand that he's our head who, who with authority commands demons, and because he can command them with authority, we can as well. When we really understand that Jesus is our head who commands demons with authority and who proactively moves on our behalf, even before we ask him, now the only question that remains on the table is why won't he do it? Think about it for a minute. Why won't he do it? Why won't he bless us with all of those good gifts that, that the word of God speaks about? 
You know, when I when I study the Bible and I look back even in the book of Genesis, it, it's pretty obvious that one of the reasons people avoid the presence of God is because of this fear that that we have of God's judgment. I mean, it goes all the way back to uh, uh, the Garden of Eden. You know, once once Adam and Eve fell to uh, sin, they began to hide from God. And God asked the question, Adam, where art thou? See, see, when you when you fall into sin, when you're living a life of sin, it causes you to avoid the presence of God because of the fear of God's judgment. You know, even people who do, who don't possess full understanding, they subconsciously know that all sins have to be punished. And 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 think about it for a second. You know, because you know we've used this to make God look like He's such an angry God. The fact that sin has to be punished. No, God's judgment doesn't make Him an angry God. God's judgment simply confirms the fact that He's a holy and a righteous God. Listen, family, we, we must understand in this season that God doesn't judge us or punish us simply out of anger, but judgment comes out of God's nature. He is a holy God, and, and holiness cannot dwell in the midst of sin. And because of that, all sin must be judged. And not only must all sin be judged, but all sin must be punished as well. Now, 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 before you get nervous, before you begin to shake in your boots, understand that in order for the promised blessings of God to flow freely in our lives, we have to embrace the truth that for us as believers, all of our sin has been judged and all of our sin has been punished as well, but it's been punished and judged in the body of Jesus. See, see, stay with me because this is important. It's so important that we, that we understand as believers that all of our sin, we're, we don't get away with anything, but all of our sin has been judged. All of our sin has been punished, but it has literally been punished in the body of Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, when you when you read the Old Testament, back in the book of uh, Leviticus, the Old Testament is just filled with all types of types and shadows. And it's amazing because in that first chapter of the book of Leviticus, it speaks often about the burnt offering. And understand that the burnt offering, it's literally a type of Jesus and his finished work on the cross. That's what that burnt offering represents. It represents Jesus and his finished work on the cross. It actually speaks to the fire of God's judgment being poured out on Jesus, who is our sacrifice, and it's being poured out on him so that it would not have to be poured out on us. That's why the Bible says in John's gospel, chapter number 12, now is the judgment of this world and now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And Jesus says, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples 
to myself. This he said in verse 33, signifying by what death he, Jesus, would die. Now, 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 now let's pause right there for a moment because this is one of the verses in the Bible that, that is just so misunderstood. And I believe it's one that we really need a revelation of if in fact we're going to embrace, freely embrace all of the promised blessings that God has prepared for us that have been paid for by the shed blood of our Savior. Notice, because the Bible says in verse number 32, the Bible says, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Now, now, now I know, and I, I don't have time to go into a long discussion about that, but any Bible scholar will let you know that that word peoples in that particular verse, if you notice, it is in italics. And whenever it is in italics, whenever you see a word written in italics like that in the Bible, it suggests that that word was not in the original text, but it was actually added in by the interpreters in order to assist the readers. Sometimes it does assist the readers, but in this case, I really believe that it throws us off to some extent. Because think about it. He says, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all to myself. Not all peoples, people will add it in. He says, I will draw all to myself. Now, to understand what he will draw to himself, you have to read the whole text in context. Because in that previous verse, he is talking about judgment. He says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all judgment to myself. This Jesus says, signifying by what death he would die. In other words, when Jesus says here that when he be lifted up, he will draw all to himself. He's not talking about drawing all people, but he's talking about drawing all judgment to himself. The Bible says in verse 33, this he said signifying by what death he would die. In other words, when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, he drew all judgment to himself. While he hung on that cross, all of the judgment of the world, all of the judgment for the world's sins, it was all being judged and punished in the body of Jesus. Look at what the Bible says in John's gospel, chapter number three, beginning at verse number 13. The Bible says, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. Verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the son of man must be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now notice, notice Jesus says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth will draw all judgment to myself. 
And then in John's gospel, chapter number three, he says, as Moses is lifted up, as Moses lifted up, rather the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted. In other words, the same reason that Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness in Numbers chapter number 21 is the same reason that Jesus has to be lifted up. In other words, when you read that, you find out that the people rejected God in Numbers 21. They rejected God and God sent snakes to bite them. And God gave Moses a remedy for the judgment that they were enduring. And as Moses obeyed God, put the serpent on a pole, as the people looked at the serpent, all of the judgment fell on the people. I'm sorry, it fell on the on the serpent and not on the people. So Jesus says, the same way that serpent is lifted up is the way that he is lifted up. And if he be lifted up, he will draw all judgment to himself. So the question on the table today is if Jesus is drawing all judgment to himself, then why won't he do it? Why won't he do what? Why won't he bless his children with all of those wonderful gifts, all of those wonderful blessings that are promised in his word? Well, I have good news for you. He will do it. <laughs> oh, yes, he will do it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh, no, he will do it. He will give us, he will release into our lives every blessing, blessings of peace, blessings of prosperity, blessings of health and healing, blessing, he'll bless our business, bless our families. He will do it. And here's the key. Here's the key. Whenever you and I, please hear this today. Whenever you and I enter God's presence and when we enter the presence with the mindset of receiving those blessings, I'm talking about the blessings that he has already put in place. What has Jesus done? When, when we go into his presence in order to tap into and to receive into our personal space those blessings that Jesus has already died for us to receive, Here's the key. We must remember whoever's performance is lifted up as the qualifier for my receiving this blessing, their actions will ultimately receive the scrutiny of God's judgment. I'll say that again. Whoseever performance is lifted up as the qualifier for my receiving, for your receiving, then their actions will ultimately receive the scrutiny of God's judgment. In other words, if I go to God lifting up myself, if I go to God declaring to God that, that, that I should be healed, my children should be blessed, my, my business should be blessed, and it should be blessed because 
I pray all the time. It should be blessed because I am a faithful member of a certain church. It should be blessed because of something that that I have done. If I go to God lifting up myself, then the lifting of that self, it positions my actions to be judged by God. And when our actions, when our performance is judged by God, then the promise, the blessing is forfeited because the truth of the matter is it does not matter how good we think we are. We are never good enough to earn the blessings of our God. But here's the caveat. If we go before God and now we're not lifting up our performance, but we're lifting up the performance of Jesus Hallelujah. We're saying my healing shall manifest because of what Jesus has done. My prosperity shall manifest because of what Jesus has done. My business will be blessed because of what Jesus has done. My children will be blessed because of what Jesus has done. Now, as Jesus is lifted up, all of the judgment goes to Jesus and all of the gifts and the blessings come to us. So the question on the table today is why won't he do it? And the answer is he will. Just make sure that as you go into the presence of God, as you are receiving of his tremendous blessings, lift up Jesus as the only qualifier that qualifies you to enjoy the benefits and if he is lifted up, all judgment goes to him and all blessings come to us. Thank you once again for sharing with us on this Moment of Grace podcast. I'm Bishop Herb Andrew, and this has been your Moment of Grace. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms by subscribing to our Beacon Light of Homer YouTube channel and following us on Beacon Light of Homer Facebook and Instagram pages. Join us for a life-changing word on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. for our Beacon Light of Homer worship experience or Wednesday on our Grace Reloaded Bible Study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bishop Herb would love to hear from you. Leave your comments and be sure to stay connected by subscribing to this Moment of Grace podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, make sure you share it with your friends and loved ones. Remember, because of His awesome grace, our God is faithful to manifest every blessing and benefit Jesus has paid for through His finished work on the cross of Calvary. Our part is to believe, receive, and enjoy what has already been provided, motivated by his tremendous love. Until next time, this has been your moment of grace. Thank you for sharing on today.